All right, so Carl here, and I'm letting everybody know that we are switching after six weeks of Ragged Coast back to Return of Dragons. We'll probably do another five or six weeks following the adventures out over the far vast and into Deterus's tomb, but we are going back to the Return of Dragons adventures for a little while here. Hope you're enjoying it. Awesome. So we are back. I think this is actually episode seven of Return of Dragons. And I'm Carl. I'm DMing. And we're going to start off, I think, first with a recap. Hannah is going to, yeah, is going to lead us through what we did last time. And then we'll go around and quickly introduce characters and players and then get started at the entrance to Deterus's tomb. All right. So having left the Borskai Bridge, our adventurers were in the Serpent Hills and had arrived at the entrance to Deterus's tomb. Suri approached the vultures that had gathered in the ruins to the south of the party. Arvel covered her with his bow, and Mortalia rode radiant south towards Suri, and Sather moved on foot in that direction as well. <laughs> The vultures believed their meal was being threatened and attacked. Two giant vultures and four normal vultures were slain. One vulture fled. Immortalia discovered seven shallow graves in one of the ruined towers. Meanwhile, Ermos and Milden continued to approach the two statues guarding the entrance to Deterus's tomb. After assuring the talking statues that Ermos seeks wisdom and Milden seeks knowledge, they approached the tomb entrance and discovered that someone had left a 40-foot ladder tucked in the alcove. It'll be perfect to climb up the ledge to the ledge where the entrance is. Meanwhile, times two. Quinn, Kalini, Catlego, and Mechazim moved rocks to find the secret serpent passages below the stone piles in the other tower ruin. Mechazim's moving of stones was the stuff of legends! And soon, Kalini and Quinn were sliding down the five-foot-wide, 30-foot-deep tunnel. At the bottom, they discovered two smaller gutters with running water. It flows from the red desert towards the tomb. However, they also noticed bits of green flesh and blood that seemingly had been left in random spots along the gutters. They quickly returned to the surface and urged Mechazim to move the rock pile back to where it was before. They urged him to do it with haste yes all and right pick up. i was trying to figure out how to get quickly and quickly and quickly in there because the ending last time there was definitely some urgency upon finding the um smeared green frogginess on the in the gutters and then the the climbing up and mechazine re-rolling the rocks um all right excellent so let's go around um Clara, why don't you do introductions and then pass it on to somebody else? Okay, yep. Uh, I play Sather, the Dwarven Oath of Vengeance Paladin with a shield and a big axe. Uh, Hannah. I play the other Paladin, Immortalia, who is a silver dragonborn. Uh, she is... I don't know what her oath is off the top of my head. It's devotion. the sparkly one. Yeah, devotion. The one where you get to sparkle and look 
like a knight in shining armor. Kindness and kindness and loving, friendly thoughts to everyone. Exactly. That's that's Immortalia's uh, key tenets. She would, she would fit in the Twilight novels because she's sparkling <laughs> everywhere. The glitter paladin. <laughs> paladin of glitter. Yes. With, with, with very impressive wings. Yes. Don't forget the impressive very. wings that are small, like butterfly size. All right, who are you passing it to? Uh, how about Evan? I play Arvold, the elf ranger barbarian. And don't get on his bad side. That's all I'm going to say this time. <laughs> on my mind. All right, your turn to pass it on. Let's go to my father, John, to read. Uh, yeah, I, well, he covered it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, I'm John, and I'm playing Suri, the uh, chaotic uh, forest gnome uh, thief, a uh, little bit of wizard, a uh, little bit of killing machine in the situations right. And um, I have recently been protected by a shield net, which I need to get back to Immortalia. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I will pass it to Lillian. I'm Lillian, and I play Milden, the frat bro gnome, um, who, you know, at one point accidentally became a warlock. And, you know, this is just what we're doing now. Um, so magic and broness. Awesome. And I'm Carl. I'm DMing. I'll be playing Ermas, who is a cleric of Ta and is on just about the verge of entering Deterus's tomb with, um, with Milden. And I think actually Andrew is joining us and we'll let him do intros. I'm Andrew. I play Kalini Copperkettle, a uh, halfling druid. Um, he likes to turn into bears and dinosaurs and all kinds of fun things. Perfect. And Meg will be joining us in a little bit playing Cat Lego the Bard. Um, so, yeah, you're all in front of Deterus's tomb. If you're in roll 20, you'll see that Ermas and Milden are over there near that sort of the alcove and then sort of the 40 foot ledge that goes up with the ladder tucked in it. Um, Suri and Sather are down by the other ruins, um, Immortalia by them as well. The ruins started to the south. And then Kat and Kalini and Quinn and Mechazim are all by the pile of rocks, which covered the weird little serpent tunnels. And Arvel, I think you're trekking there, heading back up towards the um, where Kat and... Um, Quinn and Kalini and everybody are after having made sure that all the vultures were slain. So we're not in combat. What would folks like to do? Find a fight. <laughs> I want to find where the action is. Um, yeah, well, Suri, you've got the, you have the net shield um, kindly provided by Immortalia all around you, and you have a dead, lar really large vulture next to you, but nothing immediately obvious to fight yeah no i am not interested in this dead vulture so i will make my way over to immortalia's position and oh uh, yes the shallow graves 
Oh, that's right. Um, I mean, if you want to look in there, you can. Um, I think Immortalia might try and head kind of over this way towards this wall area. Um, uh, the well seems a little creepy to me. Um, but the campfire that was up here was still like kind of smoldering, I remember. So I was thinking maybe trying to use my height advantage on top of Radiance to see if I could see anybody kind of around the walls or like what this ruin oh, yeah, here yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so go ahead and move move your token if you're riding away from where the, remember there were the seven shallow graves here and three of them had been dug up by the vultures. Out of those bodies, there was one red draconic and two others that appeared to be in the same garb as the, the dragon cultist that you had seen um, before. And I can't remember at what point in time you had seen the dragon cultist, like with the, the armbands and that. That was in, um, that was a while ago when Kalini scried on... Uh, on Severin. Severin. Severin, yeah. Yeah, we were back in Lakeport. Yeah, so you, so yeah, there were, there are seven graves over here in the ruin of the Southern Tower where I'm clicking on roll 20. Um, Immortalia, you're riding away from them. And this ruined wall over here, give me a perception check, would you? I would indeed. That is just a 13. Yeah, so it looks to you like it may have been part of Deterus's palace or like an outlying area. Um, clearly, you think you could ride through the center area of the wall where there are ruins. Um, you don't notice anything particularly special. The cliffs actually go up a good like 100 yards or so. So the equivalent length of a football field, um, maybe the length of, of a soccer pitch here over this way behind these ruins. But, you know, nothing else particularly notable. Um, Suri, I see you've moved down towards the body. Sather, do you want to continue trudging towards the um, the campfire in the well, or what's what would you like to do? Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep moving towards uh, Immortalia and Suri. Okay, yeah. So feel free to move yourself down that way. The notable things as you head down there you do notice that the, the campfire is still sort of smoldering here. And then there is this well that is this direction. Mm -hmm. You wanna, are you stopping to look at the campfire or is that just? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yes, and even without a perception check, it, you know, it looks like this campfire um, was not, was not like put out or extinguished. So whoever was here left in relative haste is the way that you would read it. It's, you know, in terms of Sather's military prowess, this is not like a well cleaned up campsite at all. Interesting, okay. That uh, supports our uh, sort of working theory that these people got something done to them 
let's just move up the map and Arvel, you're out in the middle there. Which, where, where were you headed? I think I was headed to where Quinn and Co. were, but I'm not sure at this point where I want to go, but where Quinn and the rest of them are, I guess is as good of a place as any. Okay. Yeah, so you could head up there and go through this, like, eastern entrance on the wall yeah. to sort of look in. Um, yeah. yeah, so you go in and Mechazim is actually busy re-stacking the, the pile of stones. And I guess I would ask, um, Andrew, is Kalini doing anything at this point in time in particular? Kalini is like kind of nervously looking at the um, like where the rocks are, like looking to see if there's any ooze coming out between the rocks. He's like kind of paranoid about you know making sure that we we he sees the ooze when it comes out. Yeah, so you and Quinn made it back up, and you know there was not a ton of ooze, like there were little green splotches, red splotches around along the gutters, and you all booked it like back up that 30 foot um, tunnel as fast as you could and started having Mechazine re-roll the stone. So right now it's a stone pile that's five, 10 feet tall of stones and you're not noticing any bits of like green ooze or anything percolating through through the stones. That's right. And Arvel has just turned into the the ruin of the tower area and is like checking up on you all. Is everything okay, Arvel? I was gonna ask you the same question. It seemed like there was commotion over here. Well, don't go down there. And I point like <laughs> to where the rock pile is. Well, I like to stay where I can see the sky more often than not anyway, so fine by me. All right, let's go over to Milden and Urmas. Um, Milden, you had discovered the 40-foot ladder over here, so any actions? And I'll move Urmas here. He's standing next to you. Um, I think Milden turns to Urmas um and says, Ermas, hey, dude, should we wait for the rest of the group? I know they were sort of running off doing their own thing, but we have this big ladder here and the entrance to the tomb, and this is sort of where we were going, so we could just scout. Yeah, Ermas, like, heads over to the ladder, and he... He's looking around. I'm rolling a perception check for him. And he's like, yeah, but the, the ladder looks good. And he like moves it. It was like in the corner of the alcove sort of tucked away. So you couldn't see it on the entrance, you know, sort of coming up to it. And he moves it and places it sort of much more directly against the ledge. And he's like, yeah, it looks good. And he's sort of like, putting his feet on the rungs of the ladder, testing that it seems firm. Seems pretty, pretty sturdy. Wonder who would have left it here. Milden just shrugs at that. 
No idea. Someone before us? Who knows? Could have been. Hey, he's he's gonna he Ermas turns and says, Hey, I think we found it. And those of you down to the south and in the other tunnel hear this large dwarven voice booming out. Hey, I think we found it. Melvin gives like a like a thumbs up to Irma. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get them over here. Otherwise they'll play around all day. We're on nope, the clock. Don't I know it. And actually, when he says we're on the clock, he pulls out a pocket watch. Uh, you're not quite <laughs> sure where Irma's acquired a pocket watch, but he's got, you know. Tazios, uh, right? Probably Tazios. <laughs> it it, it probably explodes as needed. Or, you know, <laughs> maybe it's a grenade. Yeah. Don't don't that point the hands in the same idea. direction at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Irma's had a cube that he went to, like, like James Bond. <laughs> This pocket watch explodes, see? That Why is Sar that is Sartatazio for Quinn at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so the group to the south and the group to the west, you hear Ermas's yeah. loud booming voice about the entrance, but I don't want to short circuit. Immortalio is going to um kind of after hearing that I was going to call back to Sather and ask him it's going to be like hey Sather should I uh do a quick ride around that last ruin down there and then head up with you guys uh yeah be quick about it if you see anything don't engage with it just come back all right sounds good so she's gonna spur radiance forward and we're gonna go Ooh, I'm just gonna move radiance. Okay, sure. yeah, yeah. Just show me sort of where uh, you're going here. Uh, and are are these like more walls? Are they real tall or? Yeah, no. That's that wall is about actually it's probably about twenty feet. It looks like it used to be, uh, sort of a passageway. Maybe even I don't know. Give me a, a quick perception check again. Uh, just fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah, with the 15, yeah, maybe it was the back wall of this sort of castle that was up against the, the cliff and maybe there was a secret entrance or something behind it or it was a maybe just a closet type of thing in the back area of the, of the castle that was built up against the cliffs, but you know. Oh, so nothing in the back here, I can just go ahead and head back. Yeah, no, no critters or anything inside there. All right. Nothing back there, Sather. Okay, then we should circle up, get back with the rest of the party. Suri, you're mm -hmm. heading back up as well, not doing anything yeah, with, uh, just... with the mm -hmm. shallow graves and the, the bodies. Not no, I don't really have any need to do anything with that. It's sort of disgusting. The vultures have been working away on yeah. it. That's 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 Where not are the graves again. Where are the Down graves? Here. Oh, the graves were in that okay. that tower. Yeah, and like I said, four. So seven total. Three disturbed by the vultures, four undisturbed. Um, what about um, Kalini? I'll let you. Well, oh, actually. Uh, Kalini and Arvel, you can speak for that whole group that's by the, the pile of rocks. 
I mean, I'm, I know how this group is when we're not in a group together, when we're separated. So I <laughs> certainly want to follow the main group and I would start moving, moving over to Awesome. Here, I, I can scoop all, if that's, if that is indeed the plan, I can move all the tokens over that direction. I think once the hole is covered and covered thoroughly, because that's, because uh, that's certainly what Kalini would want. Okay. I don't want to get in the way of that. Okay. Well, so I, I will, the rocks are piled back, in fact, exactly like they look on the map, which is the way they looked when you got there. Mechazine has done another legendary action of rolling, not legendary in full d, &D <laughs> technical terms, but pretty damn impressive action of rolling all the stones back. Um, and yeah, no ooze or anything has come squirting out of the, the gutters. So that seems good. And you all are back by what appears to be the entrance area to the um, to Deterus's tomb. You have a 40-foot yeah. ladder, a 40-foot cliff, and All right, there's an entryway. staying down here then. Does it have a 40-foot vertical leap? I don't think so. <laughs> we have a lot of rope. I mean, maybe he could navigate his way up like a mountain goat. A very large, I could turn him into a very large mountain goat. <laughs> but I like, I like this form better. So. All right, well, Ermas is ready to climb up and I suppose it would be nice to sort of have a, a single file line since climbing up the ladder is gonna be a single file activity. I um, probably go last. So if you will form up in a line, that would be useful. Yeah, and Mechazine might want to actually go after you since- Yeah, that's fine, you can go after me. I was thinking about that too, because I'm a ranger. Good, good oh, way to, to, to- Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, I know for going forward, I am tall and so it's a little hard to shoot over me. Yeah, and the, the climbing of the ladder for our mechazine might be an, an interesting thing. Same with Immortalia with all your armor on. Well, hey, my armor's a lot lighter now because I got it enchanted. That is even, true. Even though Sather is shorter than me, I still don't want to shoot over, over him. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know how that goes. <laughs> all right, Kalini, where, where do you want to go in this? emerging way, ladder climbing order here. Uh, I'm going to fill in the conga line right there. Awesome. Perfect. Hey. And down, I'm going to have Radiance stay kind of like at the entrance? Yeah, probably around the entrance, maybe like by like where I was riding. Like, I don't know, just hanging around that entrance area that we explored. Uh-huh. Um, trying to stay at least kind of stealthy and reporting to me if anything crazy happens. Will do. Okay, you climb up the 40-foot steps. Uh, let's do the, ant the ante-chamber first here and then 
will so you are you you're climbing up the 40 foot um ladder you get to an area that is about 40 foot square and this is like and it's clearly the entrance to Dedarus's tomb there are gilded carvings and silver censers um that are like all around here um and set between the carvings are a dozen alcoves, which you can recognize as funerary niches. Um, and they are like gold plated. I mean, these are like, and it's really, really ancient writing on them. And they're clearly a set of like double doors that you would push in and open to the to Dedarus's tomb and the old palace, which is like right in front of you and around you, there's like a dozen of these funerary niches and these censers and like little incenses smoking off of them. And this is about a 40 by 40 foot um, platform that you're on. And Urmas has gotten up first, but Milden, you followed him. I don't know what what you all would like to do. Can, can you say more? say more about it being a platform i don't i didn't either i didn't follow something or it's not just a room it's some kind of a raised yeah so if we go if we go back out to the other map up and now i see who got cut off before so like it's this sort of u-shaped entrance that you're going into okay and inside here there's at the the far eastern end of it, which is like 10 feet in, there's this cliff ledge and that goes up 40 feet. And you've put the ladder on that and each one of you has climbed up. Once you get up to the 40 foot height where you're like looking back over the red sands and the serpent hills and everything, that platform is a 40 foot, actually it's probably more like, um, 20 feet wide and then 40 feet deep. And on the Eastern and Western sides of it are, are all these funerary niches. So like where they would have put bodies in that. And then in front of the double doors, there are like, you know, the sensors, like the things that, um, right. That, you know, have incense burning out of them. And it all looks like, you know, this is like an operational type of um, tomb memorial. Like an active site. But I mean, would um, would ledge be the word to describe what we're on? It's like a very big ledge? Yes. Okay. Because platform ahead, I'm picturing it's like on pilings or something. I'm like... Yeah, no, no. It, it's like, yeah, just up. And it's it's cut into like the larger, you know, 40 foot cliff that or hundred foot cliff that goes up. This is a small yeah. thing. And now you've gone up partway to it. And here's the holy entrance to Generous's right. Kind of a landing or a, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's clear. That's clear. And, and Urmas is like standing here, like, don't touch anything. What if it's valuable? Can I touch it then? It's holy. This is someone's grave. Oh, oh. I would well, advise against it. it. What's the point of a grave if you can't touch stuff? 
All right. Uh, can we explore this area? Or yeah, what well, would you tell me, Immortality? What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, go over to the towards the edge of the ledge, I guess. I want to see, is it like dark in here? Are there lights? Oh, 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 the edge of the ledge is where what you've just climbed up. Oh, you've just, oh, climbed, just up climbed up on. Yeah. So we haven't ledge. gone inside yet. No, no. Right. So there's a set of double doors in front of you. Um, okay. And then there's these like, Actually, they're very much like the, the catacombs in Paris, like places, but they've got like placards on the outside of um, obviously commemorating different people who were buried, about a half dozen on the southern wall and a half dozen on the northern wall. All right. Uh, hmm. And what language are these plots in? Um, actually, that's a very good question. Would you roll a history check for me, um, Sather? Yes. It's, it's written in old. <laughs> in old, old. Ye old, old. Uh, that's a 13. Yeah, it's um, old is about what you've got with a 13. Well, it's, can I Yeah, it is nothing that you've seen in your travels in the underdark, in the gloaming, or even since you've been on the surface. You have never seen this language um, from way out here in the Western mountains in your- Listen, your I was a soldier, world. not a scholar. Can I, yeah. can I give it a shot? Um, the text? Sure, absolutely. I am a history buff after all. That is 15. 15. Um, yeah, so you're a little better. This is an, an old script. Um, and the way that it's been carved into these gold plates um, looks like it would have been sort of chiseled. Um, it's not a cursive script. It's like really straight, sharp lines. And, you know, you don't recognize the script per se, but you have a sense like it's both names, but also like a prayer for the dead on each of these dozen plaques. So some yeah. sort of benediction, um, but you don't recognize like- The language. Yeah, the language that it would, yeah, that it would be from. It's not, it's not French, is it? Um, it is not French. It okay. is not old French. Or I, don't, French. I, I don't, I don't have French on my character sheet, but I sort of imagine Suri can still read French. I, I would give you that. Absolutely. Huh. So I'm not allowed to touch anything. Nobody can read anything. All right, should we go through the door? I think knocking on the door is the only thing left. All right, let's 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 do it. Um, okay, you open the doors, and that will bring us to the other map. Um, you enter a room where um, it's really dimly lit. It's only from the sunlight that's coming in from behind you. There are six statues here: three along the northern wall, three along the um, 
southern wall, and there is a set of du uh, double doors in the eastern wall. The six statues are cowled wizards leaning on staffs, their faces obscured by deep hoods. Um, the hollows of the hood, the hollows the hoods form are particularly dark. Um, the bones of more than a dozen humanoids now litter the ground. And, oh, Milden. Mm. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a little note through the, the chat and you hear this, oh hell, I'll say it. Um, the rest of you don't listen. Um, All right. You hear in your head, some secrets are not meant for mortal minds to know. Look away from the darkness in which such knowledge hides. All right, the rest of you can listen now. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm the only one who, who gets the head nonsense. Um, you could ask. True, yeah. Did, did everybody? I suppose I could. Um, Milden will say, anybody else hear that voice in your head? Uh, nope. I always have a voice in my head. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't think- is like mind. not a voice, but something just occurred to me. Huh? I was what? thinking, I don't know why, like sometimes knowledge is really dark and we don't want to look into it. But that's weird because- my God is all, Ta is all about knowledge and looking into it. But it just like was like, man, man, not a voice in my head, but definitely a thought that like just came into it right when you asked that, Milden. Um, could, could we get the phrase that I heard in my head said again? Nope. Will you say it to us, Milden? Sure. Some secrets are not meant for mortal minds to know. Look away from the darkness in which such knowledge hides. Um, Milden's going to be like, yeah, the head voice was a lot along those lines. It said to look away from the darkness. Ah, and something about knowledge, whatever. Maybe yeah, that's sort of what I thought, too. Weird. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this sounds like a riddle to me. And if riddles, if if we're if we think of this as a riddle, walk down the hallway and don't look at the statues. Can I try something real quick? I hate riddles. Yeah, yeah. sure. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I want to cast my divine sense. Okay, and tell me, tell me a little bit about divine sense and what you want to do with it. Um, also, I don't want you guys to forget um, there are this weird little gray area in the center of the map is like the bones of yeah, more than a dozen humanoids. So yes. more than a dozen. So uh, divine sense lets me know the location of celestials, fiends, undead and also any place or object that has been either consecrated or desecrated within 60 feet. So uh -huh. I, you said that this was 
something of a, it looked sort of like a holy site, but I just wanted to check that out. And oh, and I should tell you one other thing. When you touch the double doors and open them, all of that stuff outside, like those of you who are at the back of the party, um, like the sensors with the incense coming out of them and everything disappeared. It was, Ooh. and it's been like, instead of the little gold plates that you all were looking at, studying carefully, the, the funerary niches have been torn open and it, they look like they're mostly empty. So someone had, so it was like, it was all coated and made to look the way it did millennial uh, millennium ago but when you actually touched any of it it went back and it's like the ruined entrance to a tomb so is this holy ground then um so your divine sense is this is it is definitely a tomb it is really hard to read whether it is a fiend are a benevolent spirit. There's like these conflicting tensions. Like there are certainly undead, unnatural things that are here in this tomb, but you cannot make sense of whether it's good or evil. There is a weird, like it just doesn't make sense to say that you're like, there's undead. There are things that are alive here are still moving that should not be, but you can't tell if it's animated by evil or good. Well, if it's undead, I think just sort of on principle, I'm not a fan of it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll share, with the, share with the class what I've sensed. But I don't, I don't get any like, someone had come into this place and like done something super bad to a holy site and made it now like unholy there's no like desecration super bad vibes is the um, class never mind i'm just gonna make a joke tell me yeah so as you're like you've used divine in divine sense i'm thinking you know it's a connection to your deity to the Norris gods, to the sense of, and so tell me more like what you're, like as you go in that direction, little alarm bells like, ooh, bing, 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 sort of go off. Alarm bells. So I'm thinking like, as a, uh, a dwarf from beneath the surface, Sather has a little bit of that stone sense and we're in a tomb carved out of a cliff. So we're basically surrounded by stone. Yeah. So I'm thinking like tapping into his connection with Heimdall and then at the same time, sort of the little bit of feeling that he gets about the surrounding stone and like its memory of being worked how does that all feel? Um, yeah, so we talked about the stone and the limestone a while ago and the weirdness of like the, the red clay on top of it. This 
like at some point was the bottom of an ocean and then there was like a shearing like a lifting of it up this is sort of you know geology mm-hmm. here but then there was a s- weird like sedimentary layer so the red serpent hills which always seem to move um like there are weird ways in which the limestone is like this foundation but there are weird rivulets of like red clay or oxidized almost like rust that run through it so it's sort of a creepy ground just in and of itself um so that's sort of the geology the more the connection with Heimdall and the divine sense of this moment is like Deterus and you get some of this from the legend lore other things like Deterus was willing to see into the future for anyone. He used this divine pool and offered prophecies to, as an oracle, to the poor, to the rich. I mean, was sort of very egalitarian. Something got twisted um, after he died. And that's part of the tension that you're seeing here. Okay, interesting. Uh, I got a question. Um, I'm I'm assuming the I don't know if the map is low res for everybody or just over here, but there seems to be like something in this position and this position. Is this are these things anything we should pay attention to, or is it just a detail that's on the pre-printed map that doesn't have any bearing on? On what we're doing or is there some something i can't tell if it's like a a marking on the floor yeah would you i, I mean does sue re want to go further into the room where you're standing now the the two things that are three things that are obvious in this room are the six statues the dozen or so humanoid bones that are scattered in the center of the room and the double right. doors at the end of the room at the far end and far end. <clears throat> i guess the description has changed a bit um is it like a dozen bones or is it the bones of a dozen people um the bones of more than a dozen humanoids now litter okay. the ground so it's like hundreds of bones um, um yes and and these like light gray parts are just like there's a kind of a raised something or other behind each statue or something yes yeah, so there are blocks of it looks like granite that come out and the statues themselves sit on granite and then behind them there's blocks of granite that run up to the ceiling of of the room and all the ceilings in here i think are 15 feet tall okay um suri will step over next to this and just do a little parkouring and get up on top of that thing oh so you're climbing up sort of shimmying up behind the stand yeah like in that corner i've got some purchase on each side of the corner if you follow me and yeah Work my way um, up yeah, so you get up and that goes up to about um, 
12 feet or so. So there's about three feet between the top of that pedestal and, uh, and it's not really a pedestal, columns right, right, um, right. and the very top of the chamber. And you're like up over the cow head of this wizard statue that's looking down at its, um, at its staff. And okay. yeah, what do you, are, are you I'm looking just, at from, the from that vantage point, just getting a, a look at what's around? Is there something that's become obvious about the statue? Is there maybe there's something visible up at the ceiling level that we couldn't really detect from below? Or just, you know, getting a different vantage point on the room and taking a look around, see what we can see. Yeah. So from up there, it is um one of the things that you yeah, yeah give me a perception check would you yeah if i can if i can read my character sheet i will do that <laughs> oh, no. natural one uh yeah you're you're you've climbed up successfully and yeah you see the back of the this cow head of the thing and that's that's about all you got okay. um immortalia let's i'm gonna just go the party has come into the room and i want to know movement or what folks are doing and immortalia you look like you're in front of the party now so what would you like to do um i mean i think she's kind of like doesn't really want to go in front of the statues because she's like, what if they like, I don't know, shoot magic at us or something. Uh, maybe there's like a, a trap that we can disable or something. Does anybody, anybody good at finding those things? I mean, is it, is I think Ermas is like, I, I think the one who's good at finding the traps just climbed up that direction. And he moves yeah. sort of next to one of the statues and points at Suri. Um, yeah. I just, is, well, I hope is there are finding, traps up there. Is finding traps a perception check or is it something else? Yeah, you do a perception check, although you've just done a perception check without much success. Um, Milden, you're sort of next in line. I'm skipping over Quinn for the moment. Um. Hmm. Investigation. Oh, it's not really any better for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think Milton's gonna. Uh, Milton's definitely a little nervous at this pile of bones situation. Um. And I think he sort of agrees with Immortalia that likely there's traps or, you know, or there's definitely something going on here and we would like to know more before we try to cross the room full of a pile of bones. Um, so I think maybe he's gonna go up to this other statue that um, across from where Suri is. Um, and yeah, can I just do a, perception check or um um let's see if my investigation was any good no i would much rather do a perception check um 
Yeah, so you can certainly do a perception check, see see what you notice. And you, if you want, as you're doing it, if you can tell me, like, are you directing your attention at the statue? What are you, what are you focusing on? Um, just kind of, I guess I'm just focusing on kind of what I can see of the statue and like, you know, I think because it's Milden in particular, he's looking for like, is there maybe something um, like mechanical? Do they like rotate or does like something shoot out of the staff or, you know, uh, like along those lines? Um, that was a natural 19 and, right. and I got plus four, baby. Um so that's yeah, 23. So, yeah. So with the with the 23, look, Milden's just been talking to two statues at, on the entrance to this place. <laughs> and you're like looking at it, you're like, oh, those it looks like they would move the same, like the ones outside were broken, but like around the neck area, um, there's it's not joints like that would move mechanically, but there's cuts in the rock where like the cowled head could rotate. Um, and so you've seen like the jaws move magically of the statues out front and they talk these like these deeply cowled faces, like the head part looks like it could rotate to you. Um. Yeah, Milden shares this info out to the group. Um, and he turns around and he says, well, it definitely looks like the the heads on these guys rotate or maybe maybe kind of like the ones outside, their cowls fall back or something. Um, but there's definitely motion that happens around the head parts. It looks pretty dang magical. Um, that's what I got for you. All right, so yeah, we could go safer next um, since we're talking about moving pieces of rock. That seems a safer type of thing. For another investigation check, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I tell me what you want to do, or if you want to just walk into the room where the bones are in the center, head over by where Milden is on the map, whatever. Yeah, I'll head over to next to Milden and sort of join him and. Yeah, uh, can, and, I, can I can I touch this statue? Yeah, absolutely. You you reach out and touch the statue. And it's um yeah, it's a it's a gray stone. It's cold to the touch. Um nothing else particularly popping out to you at the moment. Um, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Can I make like a actual investigation check? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, as a sixteen, how's that treat me? Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, with that, you certainly notice what what Milden has been been indicating about the statues, like that their heads could rotate. Um, you feel. You feel in part drawn to look up, like like you're closer, you're underneath, and you're sort of touching, and you're sort of wondering, like, "Ooh, I wonder what's like what the face of this statue looks like." 
mm. is sort of the strongest thing that you're feeling at the moment. Immortality is okay. like, no, stop. We're not supposed to look at their faces. I see you can read minds now. That's interesting. That's what the, that's what the, <laughs> the riddle said. The riddle said, don't look into the dark. Their faces are in sure. the dark. Don't look at their faces. Yeah, but Sather had a feeling. <laughs> and somehow Immortalia was like, she knows. stop thinking that. <laughs> they, they've been together a long time. Paladin <laughs> roommates. So. True, true. It's been over All right. two years they, at this point. They have a hive mind. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. the white um, gauntlet paladin hive mind now. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a thing. When you hit 10th level, it's just <laughs> the neural net just <laughs> is cast out. It's like Immortalia's nets, but more You're complicated. Um, Andrew, what would Kalini like to do here as the, the paladins are having a mind meld? Kalini is just looking at them. <laughs> what are you, what are you I'm, guys I'm doing? I'm going back to bear form. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather aggressive. Um, <laughs> so Kalini's going to pull out his wand of secrets. Classic. Classic Kalini, and and uh, use it to to look for any hidden passageways. Okay. Um. I expend a charge. We'll okay, so that and remember, you've expended two charges on the wand of secrets. You looked for the the secret passageways, the the tunnely gutter passageways. Um. Yeah. No. No secret passageways. Um. Cat. Hi, I'm glad to be here after an hour of technical difficulties. Um, I don't know I can add much beyond like, is there a way that I could utilize my perception of watching other people interact with the statues and maybe glean some information that way? Sure, give me a, give me a perception check roll. That is a 24. Um, you know what, Cat is sort of interested in statues, but Cat, like as a board, is also interested in like people and what people do. And with the 24, like the bones here in the center are scattered, like they've been like they had been busted up, but then all sort of piled together. Um, you also think these strange things that Suri was asking about look like they may also be bones of some sort. And the other thing that's notable is like, this is a tomb. It's been a tomb for a, a, a long time, but there is certainly a disturbance of like dust in the center area here leading towards the doors and also like around where the bones are in the center whereas like in the alcoves and up closer to the statues the dust is still you know thick or whatever okay. so yeah cats 24 perception is less about the statues and more like check out these bones and weird track things um i yeah. said to Kalini and uh arvel 
Yeah, and that's perfect because Arvel would be the next person I would call on here. He's not going to say this out loud, but I feel Arvel is really tempted to just like Naruto run through the chamber, <laughs> not look at anything and just go. You should. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to look at the ground. Okay. Or no, I'm going to close. I'm going to like line myself up in a straight, you know, in, where I can like run Get straight. Get out the way. Yeah, I'm going to like move myself. I'll move out the way. I'm going to like move to where Immortalia is. And I'm going to close my eyes and just Zoop. book it. Straight across. Over to the doors or just... Yeah, yeah. Why not? All the way over. I like almost crash into them, but like I like. Okay, I'm so I. Like, you got a good cool sliding stuff. I straight ahead, barely open, running towards yeah. the door, stopping right before you get to the doors. Excellent. Yes. All right. When you get to the halfway point in the room, um, everyone in the room mm-hmm. hears grinding stone and the statue's heads come up and they at first begin to follow Arval and then they snap back. Um, I need everyone except for Arval to make a wisdom saving throw. Because even if everybody I'm but the Arvel? statues, everybody but Arvel to make oh. a wisdom saving oh, throw because you have from the paladins. Do what? Yes, plus, plus two. two from the paladins. Everybody gets a plus two extra. Yeah, because they're both because everyone's standing within. Yeah, and you have these dark Dementor esque type faces um, inside <laughs> under these cowls that are now staring back at the rest of you over here. Does, does that include Suri, who is 12 feet in the air or whatever it was? Um, you know what, Suri, do it with advantage because you're above at least one of the heads. Um, but the two, like these ones that are across from you, certainly their gaze could affect you. But okay, roll with advantage. That seems the right thing to do. You should just come with me. Well... And we get a plus two from the paladins. Yes. So that is a 21. All right. So did any, so I know the answer both for Quinn and Ermas is they did not get above a 15. Um, will you tell, did anybody else not get above a 15? I got a 15. Um, that would be. That would be a success. Okay. So, love to hear it. So everybody else made fifteen or higher on their rolls. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, Thirty twenty. Um, yeah. So you can look. So those of you who made your saving throw, you can look at into these faces, like what Sather was almost to, to going to do, or you can avert your gaze if you want. I mean, there's a sense of. Oh, this is really curious. I should look at look. the faces. I'm going to grab my holy symbol. I'm not going to look. All right. So you are not compelled. Only Quinn, whose player I think has arrived, but has not <laughs> yet joined us, um, arrived at the house, but has not made it into the room. And Urmas are affected. 
both Ermos and Quinn, you, the rest of you notice, are like looking um, and locked in. Quinn is locked in to this one over here and Ermos, the middle of the Northern Wall and Ermos is locked into the one that's under Suri. They're like looking at these dark faces and it's almost as if the shadows coming out of these things are going like enveloping around their heads and they're like looking and both of them are like mum, 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 beginning to like mumble a little bit. Um, they are like fairly intensely engaging these statues right at the moment. Oh, I hate that. Does anybody else besides me have dispel magic? I have counter spell, but it has to be in the middle of the spell casting. Yeah, well, this isn't like a, well, I guess it's, it's a spell effect. Yeah, right. yeah I don't think it counts. Yeah, so I need sort of actions because this is happening right at the moment. Um, well, they're both next to me. Can I, can I grab both of them like by the hand and start like, and try to drag them down the hallway? Not um, look at Yeah, so things. you're to, heading towards where, um, where Arvel went? Yeah, I, well, uh, <laughs> shoot, I, I only have two third level slots. Well, what would you like to do? Are we going in rounds? Uh, no, we're not, we're not in initiative yet. I, I'm just asking Hannah, like what Immortalia does. I've heard, so you've grabbed, you've got Irmas wrapped with one arm are not wrapped in one arm, but you've grabbed Ermas under the arm, under the shoulder, and you've grabbed um, Quinn the same way, and you're holding them. Do you, and you said you run down, do you, you try to drag them? I'm asking you, are you going this direction towards the pile of bones, or are you dragging them that direction? Back towards the door where you came in. You know from. what? You know what? I think I'm actually going to try to do. Um, where is this? The the statue is the one that I'm above. That's like zapping Ermos. Is that right? Um. Yeah. And zapping is more shadowy melding. Right, right. Because uh, I was thinking of trying to hit it with a firebolt and see if that would do anything. Sure. To yeah. Disrupt uh, it. I, yeah. All this is happening, and like I said, I don't right. need initiative here. So yeah, if Ramos wants to go with the firebolt, if Immortalia is getting ready to do something, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to throw that into the mix. So um, if it has an effect that helps out Immortalia trying yeah, to get it. him free from it, then. We can factor that in. Yeah. So you're you're firebolting down onto the head of this statue. Yeah. Um yeah, that this gray stone, like the firebolt is like rippling around it, ripples like through the darkness. Is firebolt a saving throw or a um it is a ranged spell attack. Okay, yeah, give go ahead and give me a ranged spell attack. Uh, let's see. That is a grand total of 14. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so it's like shooting around a little bit around the cow. Mostly the fire is fire bolts are like running along the the back of the cloak and not seeming to damage the stone. Okay. Um, say through you're the next one up front and until Immortalia like burst in and tells us what she's doing, let's just keep going through the party for actions. Oh yeah, um cat. Well, I was going to say, I have an idea. If Immortalia is willing, I yeah. can cast. I, and, I, and if the DM is also willing, I can cast Dimension Door. And if you're a willing creature who can carry something and I don't have to carry it, we can just Dimension Door across the rest of this room. Sure. Yeah, I can carry them. I can do that. Will the DM allow it? Um, where are you dimension dooring to? Are you dimension dooring to Arvel? Or are you dimension dooring behind the door? Um, I have to be able to see it. Okay. Remind me what level spell dimension door is again for you? Uh, fourth. Okay. So then you're spending, because this is like the first time after a long rest that we're, we're back to spending spells. spells yes. Spells. So I will. Um, Sure, you can certainly do it and I'll tell you what happens. I do it. All right. So Kat, Quinn, and Immortalia, and Urmas wind up over on the eastern side, sort of closest to the double doors. Um, but as you do it, like the moment that you go into the dimension doors, um, the like the shadowiness the the stairs seem to break but like when you reappear the heads snap over in that other direction um there's not like the filament lines anymore um and quinn is sort of like immortalia lifted and pulled him and quinn is sort of like huh uh, cat, but, uh, Immortalia, um, huh? Um, Ermos, however, is ugh, like still, he turns his head back and he see, okay. he's like, there's a secret. I'm going to step in front of him, like, nope, we're going through the doors. There's a grit, he says. Um, so, Sather, Kalini, and Milden, you didn't really get to act yet. Um, and then I'll go back to what Ermas is saying here after the three of you go. Okay. Uh, well, now that Ermas and uh, Wasuri also. Uh, I, I was not affected, no. Okay. So, the people who were affected have been. Transported? Yeah, dimension door okay. over to the eastern part of the room. Is so the if... door gone? Yes. <laughs> so if that's taken care of, Sather will just walk over and join everyone. Okay, yeah, and you still, you, well, right, we've described uh -huh. the statues and that. Yeah, sure, not a problem. Mildon? Mildon's gonna do the same thing, eyes closed, crossing the room. <laughs> I think he's kind of walking along the edges, trying to avoid the bones. Um, and then, yeah, coming. 
coming over here. Greg Zim walks through the center of the room, crushing the remaining bones. Crunch, Does Mechazim close his eyes when he crosses the room? Does he have? Does he have eyes to close? Well, yeah, they're little astral eyelids. Inherent in the question, somewhat. Uh, Colleen, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got to catch Kalini in there. Kalini walks across the room, straight across. Okay. Uh, I'm not. How how hard would it be to jump from one platform over to the other platform? It's a five foot jump. I'm not even going to make Sue re-roll. Okay. Uh, I will jump over to here or here ish or something and climb down. Okay. Um, Immortalia, you were trying to stand between Urmas and the statue gazes? Yes. Um, Urmas, um, like, drops to the ground, and since you're a dragonborn and he's a dwarf, he, like, drops to the ground and is, like, looking, like, puts his hands on your legs and sticks his head, like, under tail. your crouch and it's looking out gonna, and like I'm moves gonna... moves your tail to the side with I'm one hand <laughs> he starts tickling the underside of your tail oh that's weird man that, uh make a saving that. throw <laughs> uh what kind of saving throw i got a 15 give me eight. a dex there um you're it's it's sort of ticklish and Actually, it's ticklish, but as he's tickling you, Irma starts to laugh. And he's on the floor and he's rolling around, like laughing hysterically now. Can I just pick him up and we could just go into the next room and see what's... <laughs> Figure this out there. Yeah. You could, you could pick him up and go into the next room. Um, Quinn is sort of like, seems a little bit less certain of him like he seems a little disoriented but not rolling on the floor laughing crazily i mean i could also just try and dispel magic on her moss i also make sure that i point out to the party like hey just heads up the next room might not be better <laughs> yeah look at this dust and these bones Right, and you, I, I've got you all going into the next room. So we're about to do polygon reveal here for. Look into the next room, and I can peek. We can peek in there, and if it looks worse, then I can just cure Ermas now. Looks like it's got a right. Big well, and, and, and Mortalia, I have you. So you've scooped, you've knelt down, and you've scooped Ermas up, and you're carrying him, and he's like rolling erratically around like you've never seen him and he is just laughing it's like tickle tickle a dragon and you're like Ermas, can i uh like slap him in the face like ugh. uh roll a two hit i want to see if i can slap him out of it i don't know um, can I add my strength? 
<laughs> I mean, it would be really can strong I, if I add my can, strength. Can I knock Ermas out? You can. You can I mean, add your melee. strength. Sure. And everyone, would you scooch your your token? Well, here I'll scooch the tokens a little bit forward because I think you're at least stepping in five or ten feet. Twenty-four to hit. Forward. I'm pretty sure I hit him. <laughs> Roll for damage. Why is it, I, don't know why, I don't know why it's so tiny, but I. Cats. What um. What was your what was your two hit roll? Uh, twenty four. Uh, twenty four, and oh, I would hope that hits. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it will. But I'm just looking for armor class. Oh yeah, he's still okay. Um, yeah, you. you I just want to see if I can like. Yeah, you certainly you slap him hard across the face. He's like, Hello. oh, oh, oh. He licks his fingers and he slaps you back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you slapped the dwarf. What were you, what were you expecting? Milton sees this and then he's just on the floor laughing, but just because <laughs> it's literally very funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I, Arvel's laughing, laughing oh too. Oh my gosh. Like, right. this is Mecca, not Zine, so Mechazine scoops down and picks Milden up and says, Don't worry, I'm not gonna slap you. I mean, obviously, just telepathically. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he's carrying Mechazine is now carrying a <laughs> laughing Milden as well. He's like, This is what we do. Just... Would you all like a description of the next chamber that you've just entered? Yes, please. No. Um, this <laughs> is a high vaulted dome with a deep inset ledge circling the room, 10 feet wide and 15 feet up. The floor here is set with a beautiful tile mosaic showing a knight in plate armor welding a glowing sword against a chimera. The word S-A-F-E is written in chalk on the door on the eastern- What letters? S-A-F-E, on the door leading to the east, on the door on the eastern wall. Um, and Arvel and Kalini, would you roll a perception check for me? Umas is trapped in the walls. Certainly. Oh, that was going to be so good, and then it wasn't. Ah, uh, no. It was going to be so good until it wasn't. The die kept like changing sides after it was like settling. 23. Kalini has a 23. Um, and Arvel, what was the, the not so good before it was? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember all the things that, that I can do with something. I feel like I've gotten more things, but maybe I'm just misremembering. I rolled a total of a 10. Okay. Um, Kalini, the mosaic tile on the floor, um, especially the creature, seems like it's moving and we should roll initiative. Mm -hmm. oh, Stomp on it. Man. Stomp on it. I mean, we've fought one of these before. Yeah. Everybody, we're all rolling. Um, yeah, everybody should roll. Take, hey guys, I brought my turpentine. 
<laughs> and I'm dropping the initiative oh. order into into the chat. I'll just tell you guys what I get so that you guys can note it down for me. I got a whopping one. Total of one. Total of one. So that means I rolled a two. I rolled a nat one, but I get a but I that's a four for me. <laughs> I have my initiative number. <sighs> All right. I roll a one. I still get four times the initiative that Irma's, you get. When you roll a two. Is Irma still at a ten? Um, no, I need to roll for Irma's and I. Oh, that's really good. And I need to. <laughs> He's just faster than me. I'm just. I mean, I am holding him, so like. I don't know. All right, Kat, with it with the twenty-three, it looks like you're up first and then Suri. Okay, so we see is it just Kalini that sees the thing is moving? Um yes, you have not yet noticed it and well I it depends. I Kalini, you notice it's moving. That thing is moving. That thing is and moving. Now Kalini has <laughs> shouted it, and you all see what's happening here is like the the tiles on the floor are beginning to fly up into an animated creature. Let's fight. Okay. So you said the word creature, so I'm assuming I can do this. Can I cat? Can I run up to it and cast bestow curse? Yo, run up and cast bestow curse. All right, wait, hold up. I run up, of course. I have to touch it. Okay, well, so it so must succeed then... a wisdom saving throw. Okay, you have to touch it. Is that, is that a two hit then that you have to make? No, it just says you touch a creature and that creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or else become cursed. And what's the DC? 17. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so you touch the, the stone cold mosaic tile and what level spell have you used here? Fifth level. Okay. And what are you trying to do with the, with the curse? So I want to make it make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of its turns. If it fails, it basically doesn't get to do anything. Okay. Um, cool. So you, you've hit this thing and you're like, stop even forming into a creature like you're the worst way. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's keep going and I'll, you'll see how it did on its saving throw in a bit. Um, Suri. Uh, so there's a lot of commotion in the other room and people gasping or something, but I can't see anything. Um, I, Suri will just run into the room and across, like, just from where she was straight diagonal through the doorway 
try to get out of people's way and see what this thing is. And, but Kat is right up engaged there. So I can't. Sorry, I didn't use all of my movement. So I back up. Like, I don't want to be right there. Thank you, John. Ah. Yeah, oh, I don't um, want to shoot an arrow and hit Cat Lego, but I right. touched it. Cat, when you begin to back oh. up, Sorry, um, John. it takes an opportunity attack. Um, it made its saving throw. And as you back away from it, it tries to hit you with, um, with its claws. And that would be an 18. Yeah, it hits. Um, and so that would be nine points of damage. Ouch. Uh, I will take a shot with my short bow. That will hit a 25. Please don't say it missed. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a short bow. Um, I need you to roll. Oh, actually. Yeah. Um, so 25, go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's a whopping, uh, what is that? Seven points of damage. Um, you know, it's actually more like three points of damage. Oh, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> um, yeah, like the arrow goes in like this piercing thing and like it's, mosaic tiles it just i mean it like hits one but it is not like if it was hitting into flesh it would be doing something else right okay and that brings us oh ermas um ermas is in immortalia's arms and you've slapped him he licked his hand slapped you back he hugs you, holding your arms into your side, and is like, we are such good friends. Can he even reach all the way around me? Um, he, you were holding him, and he's got these big, burly dwarf arms, and you're like holding him, and your hands are now into your side. Um, holding this dwarf who is hugging you around your arms. Um, effectively, you're grappled at the moment, just in a loving embrace. <laughs> and his eyes, since you're like eyeball to eyeball with him, uh -huh. like the irises are really big, like deep, okay. dark, circle you know saucer cup sized irises okay bambi eyes um my eyes yeah milden and greg zine um i was thinking about what i wanted to do um i mean you can always pew pew lasers well yeah i'm just trying to decide <laughs> if i want to do something else um, yeah, I'm going to just do my two Eldritch Blasts um, this round, and then I might do something else in the future. But let's see what this 
creature is like a little bit more. Um, first one is a 23. That's a hit. And second one is a less than that. Uh, is a 12. Okay, not a hit. Okay. Um, Four 10 points of damage coming at it. Okay. Um, yeah, and Eldritch Blast seems like damage, damage on it. Um, Greg Zine? Um, there isn't a lot of room happening in the doorway right now. And I guess Greg Zine was, was holding me. What's the last? Well, no, I'm just not in Greg Zine. Here, I, um, I, 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 I can fix that. Uh, um, so now he he, he'll be up. in the back. Lily, he go. held you up high so that you could shoot over everybody's heads. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and now and and now Greg's name is just sort of gonna hang out in in the back here and um maybe he'll hold his can he hold well I guess you could only hold an action. Um Yeah, you could say you would move forward if the party has all moved into the, the room so he could march forward carrying you yeah that's that's what greg seemed to would do like if and when there's an opportunity to move into the room okay um, before greg his next turn that. okay um kalini you're at the same initiative as the miss chamara but um chamara. i'll let you go first because you you rolled that perception check okie dokie um Kalini, let's see. Kalini is going to walk over here. And then actually Kalini's gonna walk right here. And turn into a giant scorpion. Which it's is a like, large beast. It's almost like a spider. It's, it's a little bit. It's like a spider with a tail. Are, are, arachnids. Uh, aren't they arachnids? Oh, yeah. man. Immortalia is like, it's a giant stinging spider with claws. Kalinius is even worse. How did you make it worse? I made it better. And now the, uh, the scorpion is going to make an attack. Because my my wild shape is a bonus action. Okay. Yeah. And the uh, the giant scorpion gets three attacks. Okay. Uh, that's uh. Should I roll all of the hits and then we'll see how many? Um. Yes. And roll at disadvantage because the creature, as a reaction, turns sideways. So it's like this one dimensional tiles that you're trying to strike at, as opposed to this great big creature. Interesting. So like your bonus action of turning into a scorpion, it's like, that's a threat. I'm going to become only mosaic tiles. Flat. Flat. Okie dokie. Flat Stanley. It's flat. <laughs> Guys, it's flat. We're fighting Flat Stanley. You are flighting flat. Flighting. Flighting. Flighting Fat Stanley. Flighting Fat Stanley. 
none of them hit. Okay. It's going to be fun. I'm not going to make the creature disengage because your initiatives were were the same. So literally you were there. It was turning. It is going to fly up to the ledge and is sit is like standing on the ledge that is there are ledges along the northern and the southern wall of the room that are 10 feet up. It's standing there and it's going to use its fire breath and blast at the main group of the party that's right there. And actually I may need to... Do we get the... um, the this thing? thing from Doll's Axe for Dragon Breath. Does this come here count as a dragon? It's he- it has a dragon head. If yeah, if it's the dragon head that's spewing fire. Yeah, if the dragon head is spewing fire, I feel like it's a dragon fire, right? I yeah, I'm trying to think about the the tile ness of the creature. You would. Yet, yeah, let's do it. I, I, I agree. I think that the dragon head, this is close enough to dragon breath. Um, so advantage on characters, yeah. Um, so with the cone like shape, it would be directed out this way. Um, I'm going to, let me draw lines here really quick. It's a cone. I think, actually, I think um, the Kalini Scorpion is going to be caught in it. And and out this way. But the main brunt of it is going to be at Arval and Quinn. Um, Let me see if. And cat, I think you're pro now. You're okay. So let's do this. Um, all right. So Sather Doll's axe will certainly cover Quinn, Arval, and Immortalia. Um, so I need the three of you to make a, a DC 15 saving throw, and you can take the advantage of Doll's axe. And then I'll get back to um Kat and Kalini in just a second. Dad dexterity. Dexterity. Of course. Where's the dexterity? Oh, thank goodness. I rolled two eights. So that's an 11 from me. Okay. Yep. That would not be a success. So 17. Oh, and we also get plus two for the, um, for the two paladins. Uh, for a deck saving throw? For any saving, any saving throw. throw. Any, yeah, any saving, saving throw. throw. It's just, it's only plus one from each of us, though. Uh, okay. Hey, AJ, do you want to come roll a saving throw? <laughs> at advantage. Well, at advantage, but it's from Fire Breath. It's a lot of eight-sided to roll if you don't succeed. Um, doesn't sound I mean, I didn't take, take one of yeah, take one of those. 
There's, there's a fancy dice. Just one. Did we say an advantage? You did say yeah, it was Do, Oh, Doll's Axe had advantage because of Doll's Axe. Oh, he's dropping the Carl dice on the floor. He's very sad. That's how you charge him up. Uh, 10 and a 13. What are his pluses, do you remember, for Dex? Uh, like a three. Maybe a four. I think it's actually a four. Oh, and okay. Well, so then that you would make it. Oh. Because you need 15 or above. Okay. Let's go. We'll, we'll get you more next time, but I didn't want to kill you without, without you actually rolling for the death. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, so I'm going to roll this straight up damage here. Um, Quinn's is going to be half. Arvel, yours is going to be full. Immortalia, did you make it or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I made it. Oh, and I got a roll for Urmas. Oh, that's a 19, so he will make it. So 78, and that is 10. 15, 19, 19 plus 14, someone who's good at math, um, economist. 20, 33. 33 points of damage then. I was muted. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Arvel, 33, and um, 33. Quinn, Immortalia, and... Um, Ormos will each take half of that, so... 16. 16? Yeah, that's what Evan said. Yeah, 16 or 17. We will do 16. Um, Kat and Kalini roll a saving throw, not at advantage, but the maximum damage you would take would be 16 because, like, the it's a cone that's coming out, but it's it's like concentrated, but it's little bits that are falling down. Like you guys are both at at the edges, not at you know the center of where this is. I mean, scorpions are pretty flat. So the scorpion got a twenty-one. Okay, um, so, that, so that's eight got damage. It. Eight damage to the scorpion and cat. The bard got a twenty. So I'll 20. take eight. So then eight, too. yeah, eight additional damage to to cat. Yeah. Well, the reason I said scorpion is it's not sticking to Kalini. It's only weirdly black scorpion form. Um, all right. And we are probably gonna stop after this round, but that brings us to wow, we go from a 17 to a six in initiative <laughs> order with nobody Wait. in between. But did the Chimera, did it roll its wisdom saving throw at the start of its turn? Um, you mean after you've touched it, it rolls it? It, it rolls it, it every it time. It, it made it initially when you touched it. So it needs to roll. I mean, if we're going to do it at the bottom of its turn, that's fine. But it needs to roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Yeah. I, um. It would have, I, I was rolling to see when you touched it, if it was affected this round. So it, it, it made it for this initial round. We'll roll, just remind me when we come to it, when it's going to start moving next time, we'll roll a saving throw for the curse. Okay. Um, okay, Sather. And remember, it's now 10 feet up 
at this point. So not easy to hit for melee. You keep doing this to me. <laughs> I'm a very short melee fighter and you keep making me fight flying enemies. You know, it, this one's in the book. Last time it was me, I'll admit it. <laughs> I mean, it's called Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons and dragon-like creatures tend to fly. This is true. I, I feel you. I, 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 in, in another game you're familiar with, I play a Wookiee who likes to use a large axe. I'm going, okay. Sather is going to try to cast Compelled Duel on the Chimera. Oh, yeah. very interesting. And level of Compelled Duel is what? Uh, it's a first level spell. Uh, I am probably going to cast it as a second level, though. OK. I will drop that into our, our record sheet. Uh, and it must make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, and all the wisdom saves. And what's the what's the DC of that? Uh, Fourteen. Okay. Say there's not a particularly charismatic paladin. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And um, you cast it, and like the the goat head swivels towards you, and its eyes are like eh, burning goat eyes, like that. Ah. Ah, bring it. Oh, yeah. That brings us to Quinn. Um, hey, AJ, you want to attack or you want me to roll for you? We got like four minutes. Let's all attack. And remember, you get two attacks. Roll them. You want to shoot with, uh, you have an aerial weapon? <laughs> uh, he has a gun. Oh, I have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> He gets two attacks, but forgets the gun. Okay. It's a 15, and that's the floor. You can't remember all of it. Uh, just... it does I don't think I uh, Actually, the 15 does, the other misses. How much does the musket do? Oh, Roll 2d10. I'm almost at 100%. Okay. Is it piercing damage? Uh, that would be 10 plus whatever your dex is, plus 3, so 13. Okay, 13. cool. Do you want to move anywhere? This is the thing you're fighting over here. You're standing there. The problem when you get start, start getting closer unless... Yeah. yeah. Okay, and it's up on the ledge. Okay, cool. All right, he hits it for 13 points of, of damage with the gun. And moving closer, and he be, he moves up forward as well after firing. Um, Arvel. Pew pew arrows. Excuse me. Don't <laughs> shoot lasers. I mean, you might as well for as much damage you do, as much damage as you do. You are a very strong pew pew person. I could cast lightning arrow, but some I somehow feel that that might be premature. So I'm gonna do something else. I'll do, yeah, I'll do. I'll cast a uh, hail of thorns at second level, and then we'll see if I can actually roll a decent number tonight and hit a creature. Well, not with my first attack. This is growing great. I keep switching dice too. It's like everything's against me today. 
It's the curse of straw. Okay. Well, that should hit. That is a 24 to hit. That is a hit? Yes. The creature must make a dex saving throw. Um, oh, uh, what's the DC? It's a DC 15. Oh, yeah, I rolled a 16, so I don't even have to look at dex mods. He's made it. Okay. Um, is, is it, has it been damaged at all yet by anybody else? I assume so? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been damaged uh, already. Yeah. 26 points. Ooh. Okay. Wow. 25 points of damage. All right. And that was my second attack, so that's well. I, I, that's all I can do attack wise. I'm going to move so that more people can get into the room easier. Excellent. So and Immortalia, you'll you'll finish us off for for the round and for the evening. Uh. It's really inconvenient to have Irma stuck to me. So I'm you're, just going... yeah, and you're technically you're you're grappled at the moment with your yeah, arms I'm being held to, up against you. I'm just going to cast uh, dispel magic on him and dispel the effect that is making yeah, him be a weirdo. What um what level is dispel magic for you? Third level. Okay. Um you cast it. Do I need to roll? And it has no discernible effect. That okay. I it's well at, at the moment, I'll just tell you this, it's not magic anymore that's doing this. What? Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. That's a good mysterious ending. Dun dun. Okay. All right. Um, Huggy boy, Ermas. Um, to be continued next time, and I think we have in the initiative sheet the note to do the saving throw from Cat's Curse, and we'll see what happens. <laughs>